Fans, I cannot tell you how sorry I am. Last Sunday, on this program, I said a caca word. It wasn't nice. It wasn't the family-friendly vocabulary I prefer to have on my program. Now, I won't repeat what the word was, but everybody makes it from their butt. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Today's program is chock full of oohs and ahs. Following the break, bust out those brooms because some big teams were swept this weekend in baseball, followed by some talk about the Islanders. New coach, what? And how could we forget our athlete of the week who broke a baseball record? Keep with us. Sports, sports, sports starts right now. So, do we notice anything different? That's right. I'm officially in our new location within the city limits of Philadelphia. Hannah and I had a fairly uneventful move in yesterday, and overall, I'm happy that we're finally here. So is the pup. Everybody's happy. So, exciting show for you today, filled with mystery and wonder, and of course, sports. Lots of sports. For those new to the show, buckle up for a recap on this past weekend, our thoughts on the week ahead. Let's get this party started with baseball, which is starting to hit that midsummer stride. Tigers and Indians, the top two teams in the AL Central. However, that isn't as impressive as you, as you would think, with each team barely poking over 500. Regardless, though, the Indians outcome Detroit 26-3 to this weekend. Yes, you heard that right. 26-3 to in three games. Eight home runs in total for Cleveland. Last week, that Boston team and the Mariners had an even split uh, in the four-game series. Uh, and it was a pretty heated battle. Um, and then they, uh, they had three more this week in Beantown. Boston ended up winning the season series today 5 to nothing. Friday's game, though, saw a total of 24 runs between the two squads. And that victory ties them with the Yankees for first place in the AL East. Rivalry time as the Phillies took on the Nationals in D.C. Both teams are struggling to keep up with Atlanta right now in the standings. Philadelphia welcomed me to the city in style, beating the Nats twice before tonight's late matchup. Mikel Franco, he went for 4 for 4 to give Philly the win last night. Cardinals and Brewers in a divisional matchup between these two and the Cubs. Someone's going to win the NL Central, but we have no idea who. Things didn't become clear after these two split the series. Milwaukee winning the first two, St. Louis the second two. Jack Flaherty, he had a no-hitter going into the seventh inning. Uh, that was on Saturday until it was broken up by Jesus Aguilar. Around the league, um, <clears throat> Twins and Rangers, they played each other this weekend with the Rangers winning two of three. Berrios had 12 strikeouts for the Twins today. Oakland versus Southside with the White Sox, went, uh, they went back and forth. Each team took two in the four-game set. Somehow the White Sox are really low-ranked in every major statistic, except for stolen bases. They are second in the league. Uh, that's kind of weird. Rockies and Marlins, Colorado, they're having a disappointing few weeks, losing five of their last ten, uh, including two to Miami. Padres and Giants out in San Fran with the Giants notching three more wins to the belt. Diamondbacks, they proved to be too much for Pittsburgh with a clean sweep. Four games, wow. Cubs continue to steamroll the opposition, but absolutely imploded against the Reds. They lost four straight in the sweep. And Yankees and Rays with Tampa Bay chasing the Yankees away 
in uh, what should have been three easy wins, that was yet another sweep. So a couple big teams, the Cubs and the Yankees, they uh, did not look good this weekend. Orioles and Braves, they went to Baltimore winning two of three. Dodgers take on the Mets with the Dodgers winning all three thanks to the return of Clayton Kershaw. Astros and Royals with the Astros taking two. And lastly, the Angels in Toronto. LA walks away with two and Toronto with two. That last game went into extra innings. Uh, that was tonight. Current playoff picture looks like this in the East. Nothing's changed. The same five teams are dominating baseball. Yankees, Astros, Indians, Boston, and Seattle. Well, let's not say the Indians are dominating baseball, but those other four teams still crushing it. Right now, the only other team I could see squeaking in there is maybe the Angels, and they honestly haven't looked all that great. Uh, in the National League, you got the Brewers, Braves, and D-backs. They're all uh, winning their respective divisions with Cubs and Phillies in the wild card slots. Dodgers really close behind, and so are the Nationals, and so are the Cardinals, and so are the Giants. So there's uh, some interesting pennant races going forward. It's going to be a fun couple of weeks. This coming week, my favorite teams take on each other in my new favorite city. Well, that's not right. I wrote that wrong. My favorite team is taking on my new hometown. The Philadelphia Phillies and the New York Yankees will be playing. Now, this is the first time that the Yankees are in Philadelphia in 10, almost 10 years. Almost 10 years. The last time was during the World Series. That was in 2009. So it's going to be interesting to see. And guess who's going to be at the game? Yours truly. So any of you Philly fans out there, you're going to be at the game. Come find me. I'll be in a Yankees uh, Mickey Mantle jersey. And someone will probably be punching me square in the face, because it is Philadelphia anywhere, after all. Uh, you have two totally different teams here, by the way. You have one that's very young, a lot of prospects, and one that is a home run machine. Also really young, but it's just baffling to watch, um, baffling to watch these two teams, right? So the other big series this week, that's Cubs and Dodgers from last year's NLCS. That should be some fun as well. These two players, uh, these two teams, they played earlier this week in Chicago. Chi-Town won two games. Now the series shifts over to L.A. for another exciting installment between those powerhouses. All right, I have so much more to talk about today, including NASCAR, Formula One updates. What's been going down with the World Cup? Don't worry, I'll tell you. Also, the NBA and NHL had some interesting weekends as well. You know, drafts in both and some free agents moving around. Sports, sports, sports will be back after a wonderful, well-made commercial break. You know what's really fun? Having a great advertisement. You know what's really, really fun? Having your great advertisement on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast. Hi, I'm Nick Drago, executive producer of Sports, 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 and I know what you're thinking. You're probably considering us to sell your product, but concerned with the price. Have no fear, friends, because right now we're offering free ad space. Wait, wait, what? There is no way that's true. Well, it is, my friends. And if you want to find out more, please email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that email is sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's get back to the show. Astros are world champions for the first time in franchise history. And we're back. I'm not going to lie to you. I was just out there eating birthday cake, so I'm a little bit full right now. All right. NASCAR, they had a late one today, so we don't have that result. the results yet. However, we do want to wish Wendy uh, Venturini well wishes on her recovery. She's the NASCAR broadcaster that was struck by a car uh, this week while out jogging. The French Grand Prix was this morning for Formula One, another win for Lewis Hamilton. This uh, must have been exciting for, to watch for the folks that get 
B Out Q, a Middle Eastern television station. Now, the exact same group that has been transmitting World Cup soccer illegally is now doing the same with Formula One. So both F1 and UEFA uh, are not happy. Apparently, they're getting the feed from Qatar, a Qatar-based network called BN-Sports. Um, of course, we as Americans can't understand why someone would go through such great lengths just to watch Formula One and soccer. when We have so many better sports like baseball and the NBA draft. In truth, though, Formula One is popular in the Middle East for two reasons. The first being that they have two races there, Abu Dhabi and Bahrain. Bahrain. Uh, the other is that one of the biggest it's one of the biggest markets for luxury cars, specifically Mercedes and Ferrari. Now, I, for one, uh, will be hoping that BLQ picks up our podcast for rebroadcast. Guys, play me as much as you want. I won't see you, I promise, if you're looking for content. So the World Cup continues to excite over in Russia, although it's funny that most Americans I've talked to they completely forgotten about it at this point. I, I'm not even sure they're even watching. But I bet the excitement will pick up once we get to the knockout stage. On Wednesday, Portugal, Portugal, and <laughs> Portugal, Portugal and Morocco, they face off with Ronaldo getting the lonely tally four minutes into the match. Uruguay, they get the nod for the next round with the 1-0 victory over Saudi Arabia. And Spain, they manage to get past Iran as Costa Rica, oh, I'm sorry, Costa Rica, Costa, Costa, scores his third goal thus far. Denmark and Australia, they kept it tied with the Aust They kept, sorry, wow, I need to, let's back up a little, back up a little bit. Denmark and Australia, they tied, keeping the Aussies alive. Mbappe gave France the one other thing, win over Peru. They too will move on to the round of 16. Our pal Mbappe becomes the youngest Frenchman to score in World Cup history. Croatia buries Argentina 3-0. Sorry, Messi, but you might be on your way home, buddy. Brazil gets two goals in extra time to beat Costa Rica, not Costa Rica, Nigeria, they make their group interesting with a win over Iceland. Serbia had an early lead over Switzerland, but lost the match 2-1. Belgium, they came out roaring on Saturday, getting away with five goals, two from Hazard and two from Lukaku. Uh, Mexico, they beat South Korea, and of course, the bandwagon continues. Mexico most likely moving on to the next round. Uh, Germany, they beat Sweden 2-1. England crushed Panama 6-1. That was earlier today. Nice uh, hat trick for Harry Kane. Uh, Japan and Senegal, they tied it all up. And then, of all teams, Colombia, they take out Poland 3 to nothing. Looking at the standings, Russia and Uruguay each walk away with two victories thus far. So they've both punched their tickets into the next round. Um, but they'll still have to play each other on Monday. Russia, they are the lowest-ranked World Cup team ever. But they have eight goals in two games thus far and 2 nothing. Their record is two and nothing, two and zero. There are zero losses, two and zero. Egypt and Saudi Arabia, they will both go home. Group B is a little close. Both Spain and Portugal are tied with Iran. It's close. Spain and Portugal, they're tied with Iran in the mix. Uh, for Iran to make it, though, they have to beat Portugal and Morocco, um, who is already out, has to beat Spain or tie Spain. In Group C, France, we know, is in already. If they lose to Denmark on Tuesday, then Denmark will be in the next round as well. Australia still has a shot, but Peru is dead in the water. Um, Croatia, they lead Group D, and Argentina is in last place, but they can still get into the round of 16. They have to beat Nigeria, and Iceland has to lose. Group E can go either Brazil, Switzerland, or Serbia. Group F is a weird one as well. Currently, Mexico's on top, but Germany and Sweden, they're on top too. They're up there too. Uh, group G, England and Belgium already punched their tickets. Group H, um, okay, somehow Japan is in first, but 
Poland's in last. I think somebody was drunk when they're doing the standings. That, that doesn't seem right. But it is. I'm not really sure how this happened, but apparently Japan, they're in first place. Now, it's still plenty of time for that one to change. Uh, the group stage is going to end on Thursday, and the knockout stage will begin from there. All right, time to continue rolling out our NFL Summer Series. Thus far, my picks include the Eagles in the NFC East and Patriots in AFC East. This week, we're looking at the NFC North. All right, let's start with the Bears. We already know this team will be in last place in this division, but honestly, I don't think it'll be by much. Matt Nagy's made some smart moves, starting with keeping last year's defensive staff, which allowed the Bears to be ranked 10th in the league last season. However, QB Mitch Trubisky doesn't exactly look like a stud. At least he'll have Allen Robinson, uh, Taylor Gabriel, and Trey, Trey Burton to make him look good. On top of the squad plays the Rams. <clears throat> On top of this, the squad plays Rams, Patriots, and Seahawks, along with the Vikings and Packers twice. That alone will account for seven losses. I'll be honest with a team like the Detroit Lions right there, I don't really see the Bears getting much ahead of them. Maybe they'll be in third. But really, the team I see in third is the Detroit Lions. Now, they can easily fall below the Bears. Who knows? Matt Patricia, that was an exciting addition, although I frankly found the move to be a little head-scratching for the new coach. This team just has too many problems, including the running back situation, because LeGarrett Le Blunt can't do it all, and Patricia should know that from his time in New England. They also have a tough schedule, which includes all the same teams as the Bears, but also the Dallas Cowboys and back-to-back -back Vikings Packers at the very end of the season. So good luck trying to get a wild card. All right, so who's my pick for number two and number one? Could it be the Packers, who sport a once-again healthy Aaron Rodgers, a.k.a. the game's best player? Green Bay also picked up Jimmy Graham and Muhammad Wilkerson, but will no doubt be bringing the thunder to Lambeau. It'll, it'll be weird without Jordy Nelson kicking around, but I don't think you'll get a step back from Aaron Rodgers either. Now, the Vikings, they, on the other hand, they had the NFL's top defense and then added Sheldon Richardson. Even better, though, they had three capable arms at quarterback and upgraded to an even better player. His name is Kirk Cousins. He's coming off three straight 4,000-yard seasons. On paper, the Vikings are the no-brainer pick, so I'm going with them at number one. But you can't count out Aaron Rodgers. You can't count out the Packers. They can easily slide into that top top spot. So here are my picks. Just to recap, Bears, Lions, all right, then you have the Packers and the Vikings. If you have an issue with that, email me, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Tell me your superior opinion, friends. All right, the NBA draft was this weekend. Some surprises, including the Hawks nabbing Trey Young after a trade by Dallas. They must really like this guy, and he compliments the other two pieces they got in the first round. Too much stigma around Young, though, makes me feel like he could be a bust, but we have a few years before we'll know for sure. The Bulls get Wendell Carter Jr. That's a big one as well. I'm surprised he even dropped that low. Oh, I'm sorry, scratch that. Michael Porter Jr., Michael Porter, he was taken way too low. Good move by the Nuggets. As usual, the Knicks made one of the most controversial picks in the draft, taking 18-year-old Kevin Knox as opposed to Michael Porter or Mikhail Bridgers. It's a gamble, but they're trying to build something special here. Now, the other big NBA nudes includes the Spurs fighting hard to keep Kawhi Leonard. They announced uh, before the weekend started that they were not trading him. Now they kind of backtracked on that and they said, okay, we'll trade him to the East because... 
guess what? He's probably not going to win a championship there. Um, <clears throat> basically, they're going to try and woo him back over to their side, though. you got your typical rom-com scenario, you know, that's all lovey-dovey for a little while, and then one of them gets injured with a quad injury, and he's stuck on the bench for a long time, and things sour between him and the grizzly old coach, and that sounds like a weird rom-com, actually. Let's not watch that movie. <clears throat> all right. And then things get even weirder. The Brooklyn Nets, <laughs> buckle up. They made a trade earlier this week for Dwight Howard, who in turn is refusing to even get on a plane and go to New York. He wants to be a free agent. So probably for the best, considering the last time he was in a big market, was it basically ruined his career. If you can't handle the media in Los Angeles, you cannot handle it in New York. So the Nets, they're going to buy out his contract this summer, allowing him to explore other options. He says he wants to play for a winner, but I don't see many winners knocking on his door. Also, Carmelo Anthony is laughably not opting out of his contract with OKC um, as much as the Thunder probably really want him to. He'll be sticking around for next year. All right, NHL, huge weekend. Where do I even start? Okay, so uh, Calgary, right? Calgary entered the draft with no picks whatsoever, but... They wound up coming out with Noah Hannafin and Elias Lindholm, both huge pickups for this squad. They got them both in the trade. Philippe Grubauer, the backup goalie for the Capitals, he'll get a chance to start for the Avalanche next season after being traded. Ilya Kovalchuk made the decision to sign with the Los Angeles Kings on a three-year, $6.2 million deal. And lastly, the Islanders failed to make a strike a deal with franchise cornerstone John Tavares yesterday. That means he now can meet with other teams before becoming a free agent on July 1st. For some reason, the Islanders have been the most interesting team of the last two weeks. First off, congrats to Matt Barsley. He wins the Calder Trophy as a rookie, as rookie of the year. But then, bigger news, Barry Trotz chooses to leave the team he spent four years turning into a Stanley Cup contender for a new challenge. He wants to win a big one. For Long Island. Now, I laughed off the idea of this very scenario, but when I heard that the Islanders were looking for a new coach, and I, I even brought it up last week, and I was like, that's never going to happen. Well, I stand corrected. Now, the question is, how could the Caps let this guy walk into the arms of a division rival? Yeah, there's not much of a rivalry here between the Islanders and the Capitals, but still, he's within the division. You're going to have to play him you know, six times a year, however many times these two have to play each other. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, the question now is, is New York a threat? You know, if Tavares leaves, which honestly is a 50-50 shot at this point, he says he's meeting with five different teams. You know, I think the, the, the Sharks, Stars, Maple Leaves, um, and possibly either the Golden Knights, or there was one other team in the mix there. So he's going to be meeting with these other teams we have no idea what they're going to do. Now, Islanders' new GM, Lou Lamorello, he's the architect behind all those Devils teams from the late 90s and early 2000s, the ones that won three Stanley Cups. It's hard to turn down working for a guy like that, so I can't blame Trotz for trying to go to the Islanders. They're in a great spot. They even they even had two high draft picks in the draft yesterday, or over the weekend. Now, the question that popped into e my email is from Tyler Marsh in White Plains, New York. After this move, he asked if I thought the Islanders would be a contender this year if Tavares stays. That's a really loaded question. The Metropolitan has two teams. I'm sorry, has seven teams. Two of them, though, are your perennial contenders, your Penguins and your Capitals, right? Beyond them, you have teams like the Hurricanes, the Rangers, 
Um, <clears throat> they're kind of the teams that you're not going to expect to get into the playoffs next year just because they're both in rebuilding mode, right? Then you have the Flyers and the Devils and the, the Blue Jackets, who are young teams that are really on the rise right now and very well could possibly get into the, um, the playoffs. So to call the Islanders a contender... I, I, they got to get some other piece in there with Tavares. They got to get a goaltender in there with with this team. I don't see them as contenders, and I think they're moving in the right direction, but they're not going to be there um, for a little bit. So, if you have a story you want to recommend for the show, please, even if it's a question for me, email us sports3xpodcast at gmail .com. Like I said, that uh, that question was from a, a fan of the show. So, thanks for writing in, uh, Tyler. Okay, so I'm ready for another wait break. When we return, it's another beautiful day in sports paradise as we play a little trivia with the young gun, Jamie Grum. Uh, of course, our athlete of the week, and then I send you on your merry way. Stay with us, sports, sports, sports. It's coming right back. Sorry, I just had one of those little pickup things there. All right, let's move on. Ever wonder what your socks taste like? Well, now you can with Food Socks, the only pair of socks that tastes like what they look like. Okay, that's a pretty bad advertisement. Y you know what would work better here, though? Your own ad. Nick Drago here again, offering you a piece of the action right here, right now. Best part is that it can be anything you want it to be. No, wait, that isn't the best part. How could I forget the best part? The best part is I'm offering it for free, free ad space. So if you have a product you want me to endorse, please email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. I'll be waiting patiently at my computer. Mission, great awareness, tremendous God-given ability. Hey, who here remembers hanging out with our good friend, Jamie Grum? He's been learning all about the sports world, and he's excited to join us once again to share his knowledge. Now, Jamie's son just had his birthday party over the weekend, so happy birthday, JJ. Jamie, once again, he's going to answer a few trivia questions for us, so let's kick it over to him and myself. All right, friends, I'm here with the young gun, Jamie Grum. Jamie, say hello. Hello, everybody. I'm really hungry. Jamie is really hungry. We're going to get some food soon. Yes. All right, Jamie. Your questions for today are a little bit more generalized, so we're not focused on any one individual So we're sport. finally going to have some hockey? Maybe. Penguins! Oh! <laughs> no, no, Darn no. it. All right. <clears throat> Name five sports teams whose names do not end in the letter S. Are you kidding? I kid you not. Red Sox. Okay. White Sox. Okay. That was easy. I wasn't sure if you'd know that one. <laughs> There's a Red Sox and a White Sox? Whoa! Hold on. I'm holding on. It's going to take a second. Okay. White Sox, Red Sox. Oh, come on. There's got to be something. Come on. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, no, that's not a team. It's a brand. What were you thinking? Puma. Puma. No, Puma is not a team. There are the Jaguars, but their name ends in an S. They're all S's, unless they're just <clears throat> Met. There's no Met. Yankee. Wait, do you know what the Mets' uh, real name is? I don't know. They're technically the Metropolitans. 
Oh, that's why, because they're in New York. And the Knicks are technically the Knickerbockers. Oh, good. That's true. Sorry, <laughs> that's totally off base, but I wanted to see if you knew that. Okay, <clears throat> are you ready, or do, do you have any I just, I want to try one more second. Okay. Not Patriots. It's not Patriots. Not Patriots, good. All right. Uh, I hate them. <laughs> stupid Patriots. Wait, Knights, no. <laughs> no, it's Golden Knights, actually. It's Golden Knights? They're technically the Golden Knights, but no, that's not an answer. Okay, they're doing really good. They are. They I'm are doing really good. This is new. Yes. Okay, I don't know. White Sox, Red Sox. That's it. Okay, Jamie, there are actually nine that I could come up of. If you can think of more, sportsdirectspodcast at gmail.com. Please email us. All right. So the nine that I came up with were Wild, Avalanche, Heat, Jazz, Magic, White Sox, Red Sox, Lightning, and Thunder. So they're all basketball? Uh, only two of those were basketball. Wait, what are the other ones? Wild, Avalanche. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, there were a lot of basketball. Jazz, Magic, um, Magic Thunder. Magic Jazz. Magic Jazz. Magic Jazz. That'd be awesome. And Heat. Those are all basketball. And My Magic wild... Saxophone. <laughs> wild, Avalanche, and Lightning. That's hockey. Two for baseball and zero for football. All right, Jamie. In what sport do you juggle? Think of all sports, not just the big four. Do you juggle? Do you know what the big four is? No. Okay, that's gonna be our next question. Is that baseball? It's like it's like the the big the big boys. What are what is it? What is the big four? Is it baseball, football, hockey? And? Oh wait, 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 wait. Baseball, football, basketball. Yes. Those big the, four. Those are the big four. Answer the other question. Yes. Okay, so in which sport? is juggling. It's not in the big four. Which sport can you juggle? <clears throat> juggling? That's... I don't sport. think that's a sport. If National it is, Juggling Association. If that's really a sport, please email us, sportsdirectspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Jamie? What sport do you juggle? And it's not... Is it volleyball? It's actually football. You just said it wasn't part of the... Four. Oh, soccer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For all of you not in the For United all of you States. not in the United States. In soccer, mm -hmm. you can juggle the ball. In American football, you can't. Wait, so there's different rules? I mean, you can. It, it just wouldn't go well, because one's an oblong ball and one's a round ball. Okay, I'm getting really confused here, because okay. I thought we were talking about soccer. We are talking about soccer. And football. In American, is... football, American football. You cannot juggle. Of course, because it, it wouldn't work. Why? Because the, the, you just said the ball's oblong. Oblong! Is that actually the shape of it? I would think it would be like an oval sphere. An oval? Oval sphere. <clears throat> if anyone has an example of an oval sphere, please email us, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. That's all the time we have for the Young Gun Jamie Grum today. Jamie, thanks for joining us. I love you all. Thanks, Jamie. Now, most baseball players never get a chance to play on a professional franchise. We all want to imagine ourselves as little Derek Jeter's playing our entire career in one city and retiring a hero, but that really isn't the case for many. Edwin Jackson knows this well as he was called up to his 13th Major League Baseball team. Many will remember Jackson for the no-hitter he threw as a member of the Arizona Diamondbacks that was in 2010, but this guy has really been around the block. His career began in 2003 with the LA Dodgers. Followed by a stint with the Rays, Tigers, D-back, White Sox, Cardinals, Nationals, Cubs, Braves, Marlins, Padres, Orioles, and 
Nationals once again. And then he signed with the A's in, on June 6th to a minor league deal, but he's been called up and expected to start in tomorrow's game. Now, I should mention that the number of ball clubs he's played for is a tie. The record for most teams played for, he's tied with Octavio Dotel. Uh, good luck, Mr. Jackson. We hope you end up breaking your record someday, possibly next year. All right, time to answer a little mail. I got a message from guest one five. 321 on Twitter, stating that he disagrees with my AFC picks from last week. Apparently, he's under the impression that the Bills are a better team than I, and that I was too hard on Josh Josh Rosen. Now, that's fair. The Bills, they do deserve more of a look over um, if you're comparing them to the Jets. But I, I still, I'm not, I'm not seeing Rosen as a, as a quarterback who I think can lead this team to the playoffs. I'm sorry, Josh, if you're listening, you know, prove it. You know, show me you're good. Give me the game of the season, and I'll make you our athlete of the week. How's that sound? All right, rest of you fans out there, get off your butts and email us already. Sports3xpodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet us all as well at Sports3xpodcast. Special thanks, as always, to the content editor of this podcast, Johanna Albert. Um, she makes so many questions, and yes, yeah, she did design uh, our logo. She helps us out with the trivia questions for Jamie Grum. Uh, the music for this show is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found in the show notes. Social media, thanks to Nathan Luffman, Lois Butler, Jason Kutz, and Jorge Pajaras. We also got a like from Lydia Check on SoundCloud. That was awesome. And on the Tweet Machine, we now have a few new friends, including Goal Line News and the Oxymorons Podcast. Thank you so much for the follows. Uh, looking forward to following you guys back. All right, guys, thanks for stopping by. After all the craziness this week, I'm ready to go to bed. So why don't you like, comment, share, email, Twitter us up, and t tip your mail carrier, tip your hat to your mail carrier at least. Next week we learn why you never put mayo in a burrito and how to cut an onion without crying. Email us, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter, at sports3xpodcast. Let me repeat those two. Sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Twitter is at sports3xpodcast. Remember, I'm Nick Drago, and you all have a good night, friends.